Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Creative Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. This is always our Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon waiver wire show. We're heading into week six. We just got done with week five. A uh, bunch of running back injuries to cover. Um, and, and you know, continually, I think this is probably the most interesting season for quarterback waiver wire that we've seen in a long time. So we are going to uh, break all of those things down. So let's just go ahead and get into it position by position. Starting at quarterback, not really sure how you can rank Geno Smith outside the top 10 of quarterbacks right now. You know, at some point, they are going to regress a little bit. I would imagine that Pete Carroll probably does want to run a little bit more. Maybe, uh, you know, Kenneth Walker, who is going to be the lead running back for them, is going to be a little bit less efficient. But Geno is coming off of 268-3 and with no interceptions against New Orleans, 320-2 and with no interceptions against Detroit. 325 and two against Atlanta with one interception. He has been running a fair bit, seven for 49 against Detroit, three for 13 against New Orleans. I just, uh, I think you're just starting him, right? Uh, you're definitely starting him, and and we are headed into bye weeks. You know, a lot of people picked up Jared Goff. Jared Goff is on by this week. Derek Carr is on by this week. So. Gino, I mean, he's probably owned in every main event league by this point, but uh, he's he's rightfully owned. I think probably the best streamer this week is Jimmy G. They get the Falcons this week. They have a pretty healthy team total. And really, I mean, the, the whole point of Jimmy is that he throws to some of the best yard-after-catch players in football, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, all those guys. I think he will probably project for around 18 or 19 this week. I mean, that's probably better than like what you're getting from Russell Wilson for example. Um, So those two guys seem pretty strong. Daniel Jones keeps adding rushing points, uh, 10 rushing points per game. Every game since week three had uh, at least, I believe, six rushing attempts in every game. And, uh, you know, this Baltimore secondary that they play this week, they're just terrible. I mean, they just give up deep throw after deep throw after deep throw. I think he's he's probably secondary to Geno and Jimmy as a streamer this week. Then uh, our, uh, our our guys were continuing to stash Kenny Pickett. Uh, Pickett, I mean, super aggressive throwing the ball last week, which I think that uh, I think that we like to see. I continue to think he's pretty decent. I mean, he has uh, he's completed sixty seven percent of his sixty five throws. Now, what looks horrible. Four interceptions, zero touchdowns. I think that's going to go the other way. And I do need to mention, Deshaun Watson has returned to the facility to start practicing. He is eligible to play in week 12. And I think really this is the point. High-end quarterback scoring has been so insane. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. I mean, we saw Mahomes' four-touchdown game on Monday night. In other t- in top-heavy formats, um, you know, the Silver Bullet, Primetime, Main Event, I just, I just don't think you can win with Kirk Cousins. I don't even know if you can win with Geno Smith and Jared Goff, good as they have been. I think you're going to need 
30 points per game from your quarterback in the playoff weeks to win the stupid million dollars. And, you know, Deshaun Watson could probably do that. Deshaun Watson, top five in NFL history in YPA. He runs, you know, and and was very good for Houston when Houston was not very good. So I do think we are right about the time, especially on your good teams. You know, if you have five and O teams, if you have four and one teams that have a ton of points, I think we need to start thinking about adding Deshaun Watson. Moving to running back, Rashad Penny is out for the year. So that's going to leave a surprisingly good Seattle backfield. You know, we were thinking, well, why do we really care about the Seattle backfield? Well, turns out you, you're definitely going to want it. So Kenneth Walker played 58% of the snaps last week after Rashad Penny got hurt. No targets in the passing game. Eight rushes, including, uh, I think, was it a 70-yard touchdown? A uh, 69-yard touchdown. Nice against the New Orleans Saints. I mean, clearly the best guy to add this week in any format. I mean, obviously, he's not going to be out there in most of your guys' leagues, but definitely worth mentioning. I think probably the more interesting Seahawks bids are DJ Dallas, who's been the third down back this year. Uh, So we've had Travis Homer also end up on IR Last week, Dallas played 19% of the snaps. He played 21% of the snaps in week three against Atlanta. He is the guy behind the guy. And then Tony Jones Jr. is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. Apparently, the Arizona Cardinals also put in a waiver wire claim on him, which I guess means that these teams are seeing something that we don't really see. Probably like a pretty, I mean, very similar to the Philip Lindsay bids that we made last week. I mean, just like one buck, five bucks, nine bucks on DJ Dallas and Tony Jones, I think are, are both pretty strong. If you're in a league where Eno Benjamin is out there, it looks like he's probably going to get a start for the Cardinals this week because James Conner, Darrell Williams, and Jonathan Ward all got injured last week for the Cardinals. We'll, we'll see what happens on Wednesday practice, but Eno is going to project for a lot of points this week. And then perhaps more interesting our guy, Keontae Ingram, has been on the 53-man roster as a healthy scratch. He was a pretty solid runner at uh, at Texas. You know, I mean, not uh, not a guy who was like going to blow you away or anything. But I do think that he, I do think that he is probably worth you know a one dollar bid this week in main event type stuff. Just if if something were to happen to Eno and these other guys are hurt, I mean, you guys know how these this cascade stuff happens at running back. Uh, but if I was in a league where Eno was out there, I mean, I'd bid a shit ton for him. I, I'd bid um, thirty five to fifty percent on Eno probably. Tevin Coleman should be out there in most of our leagues, and he probably in main event leagues is going to be the number one waiver wire ad this week. He played 28% of the snaps, got eight rushes and three targets, scored a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown against the Carolina Panthers. I mean, I don't, I don't know how you possibly leave this guy on the waiver wire. I mean, he, he like, look, we've under Shanahan, Tevin Coleman has been unreal. Uh, 2016, 941 yards, 11 touchdowns. 2017, 927 yards, 8 touchdowns. 2018, 1,000 yards, 9 touchdowns. His uh, last year in San Francisco, he kept getting hurt. But his first year in San Francisco, he had 724 yards and 7 touchdowns in 11 starts. Um, I mean, you know, kind of kind of went, uh, then was injured in 2020, spent 2021 with the Jets, got cut, came back, he's back. Uh, I mean, we know how Shanahan does it with these guys. Like, anyone who gets the work is going to be valuable. I'm going up to... on Tevin in leagues where I'm kind of stuck with bye weeks and injuries. Gus Edwards, we talked about him last week. He needs to be picked up. Dobbins and Kenyon Drake were in a true 50-50 with Justice Hill out last week. I assume 
Edwards is going to be ahead of Hill when he gets back because the team has just kind of always used him that way. I think eight to 10 carries per week is kind of what you can expect. Joshua Kelly iced Sony Michelle in touches for the first time this season. 12 touches, one for Michelle. Looks like they're trending towards putting Michelle on the bench and Kelly kind of being that complimentary runner to Eckler. I think the important note with Kelly is he's going to get more touches in games that the Chargers are kind of comfortably leading where they don't need to lean on Eckler. I think a 10% to 15% bid works on him. Then we have the Patriots backfield quagmire. So last week, I don't know why, but Pierre Strong had been active this season. He was not active last week. Now, he's not hardly gotten in on offense. In fact, he hasn't gotten in on offense at all. He uh, No, he, he got in on offense on three snaps in week two against Pittsburgh, and J.J. Taylor has been on the practice squad. Uh, Pierre Strong returned to kicks in week one. So uh, take from that whatever you will. But... Damian Harris is going to be out for multiple weeks. We know the Patriots don't want to just give one guy the work. I think Pierre Strong is is a pretty, pretty good bid in our, our deeper leagues. And then J.J. Taylor. Uh, J.J. Taylor actually popped up a couple times last year, which is sort of interesting that he has been on the team for multiple years. I mean, we don't really see the... I mean, he's actually been on the team since 2020. Uh, did have... Uh, so last year, let's see, what was his big game? Uh, he scored... Two touchdowns in week seven, in which he played on 26% of the team snaps, nine rushes for 21 yards, one target, one reception, five yards, but he scored two rushing touchdowns that week. I would guess Strong is going to be ahead of Taylor, but I, I certainly would not uh, make a huge bet on that. I think that Strong will go for more, and I don't really want to price enforce that hard on Pierre Strong, although Pierre Strong was a pretty good prospect. Um, so I guess I, I guess that is kind of interesting. Let's go. Let's go through a little perusal of his stats from South Dakota State. Um, oh, they don't have them on, uh, or do they have them on College Football Reference? No, they do not. So I can't. But I know. I know he's got a lot. I know he's. I know he was very productive, and that the Patriots seemed pretty pretty high on him. So definitely bidding. Um, you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go up to like 15% on Pierre Strong because uh, we don't know when Ty Montgomery is gonna be back. We don't know when Damian Harris is gonna be back, and we know the Patriots want to give the ball to their running backs right now. And uh, their upcoming schedule at Cleveland, home to Chicago, at the Jets. Those are all pretty favorable for running back scoring and uh, Patriots offense type stuff. Moving on to the wide receivers, we went super hard on Khalil Shakir last week. Uh, I even started him in a couple spots. I, I think the most important thing is that I expect him to be rewarded for his strong performance and eat a little bit into Isaiah McKenzie's snaps and honestly, probably into Gabe Davis's snaps too, because I don't think they want to play Gabe Davis, you know, on 100% of these snaps, especially because he was dealing with that ankle injury. Now, we do expect McKenzie to return this week against the Chiefs. I, I would basically think of Shakir as like a handcuff at wide receiver. He's just going to sub in when any Bills wide receivers are forced to miss time. After dropping KJ Hamler in a lot of leagues, after his four-snap effort against the Raiders, Hamler ran 71% of the Broncos' routes on Thursday night against the Colts. He was also wide open uh, to, to end the game, and Russ did not throw to him. The team looks like shit, but... I mean, Hamler is, I mean, very similar to Shakir, kind of just a handcuff. They cut Kendall Hinton, who had played more snaps than him before. They reclaimed him on the practice squad after cutting him. But I do, I think we feel, I, I feel better about re-adding Hamler this week. 
Then we have Wandale and Tony. I mean, you guys know the deal. Marcus Johnson led the Giants in wide receiver snaps last week. Simply not sustainable. I mean, I just think uh, I just think Wandale and Tony need to be added in 12-team leagues this week. Same for uh, Rondell Moore. Even with A.J. Green back in the mix, uh, Moore ran 83% of his routes in the slot. Super low uh, depth of target. But, uh, you know, I mean, he did get he did get eight targets, 19 percent target share. And uh, I mean, the usage could be good until Hopkins returns. And then I think he'll be put on ice once Hopkins returns. Zay Jones needs to be added. Marvin Jones had the hundred yard game last week. I think if we are just kind of buying that Trevor Lawrence figures it out. He's probably a pretty solid add. Trent Shurfield got 16 percent of the Dolphins targets last week with Cedric Wilson out. He's probably pretty decent, and uh, I would not add Deami Brown, who had the two long receiving touchdowns last week. He only ran the fourth most routes on the team. And uh, in truly depressing news, Ben Skoronek has uh, outproduced and out-targeted Allen Robinson on the season, so do with that what you will. Uh, not, a, not a good week for wide receivers, so maybe we'll get a little bit more movement on that front next week. Moving to tight end, Kate Otten. With Cam Braid out due to a concussion, Otten ran a route on over 80% of Tom Brady's dropbacks against the Falcons. I, I think this is the kind of guy who does command real bids in the main event. I don't really have a problem spending on him, given how, I mean, so Waller is on by this week. You know, we're just like, the tight end is just so shitty. I mean, it's just insane how bad it is, how bad the scoring environment has been. So Kate Otten, main event, you know, tight end premium. 10%, whatever, have no problem with that. Also a note that Hunter Henry played every down for the Patriots this last week with John U out. He's definitely, I would rank him as a top 12 tight end against Cleveland this week. Another reminder on Greg Dulcich, the Broncos continue to hate Albert O. Eric Sober ran as the, you know, the, the starting tight end for the Broncos last week. I, I'm pretty sure that they are just going to immediately go to Dulcich when he is removed from the IR. Um, so an interesting one here, depending on how long Darren Waller is injured, Foster Moreau has missed the Raiders' last two games, but did get in two limited practices. Now, the Raiders head into their bye week, but in week seven, Devontae Adams is going to be suspended, I think. Uh, that would be, they, the, the team signed Albert Wilson, so I would guess that the signing of Albert Wilson means that we should probably expect uh, that Devontae Adams is going to miss. And then if Waller misses multiple weeks with his hamstring injury, Moreau has averaged 4.8 targets per start in his career with the Raiders. I think he's a pretty good, like, 5 to 9% bid. And then, of course, just a reminder uh, that if you leave Taysom Hill out there in a league where he is eligible at tight end, uh, you deserve uh, to not win your league because you're not going to win your league because the guy who adds Taysom Hill is probably going to win your league. Um, so hope that was useful. Hope that was helpful. As always, if you guys have any questions, feel free to shoot me a message on Twitter, and uh, we'll be back later in the week. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 